everybody, welcome and welcome back to Be A Be Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, still haven't figured out which side of the screen he's on, but that side. <laughs> I haven't figured it out either, and that's because I have decided to wait until the very last minute to do any video editing, but also, video editing is pointless right now until I decide to dish out a shit ton of cash. So for the time being, I'll figure it or out. Or <laughs> you can sponsor us. <laughs> If you want video, let us know. <laughs> do you have a product that you need us to sell? Because yeah. we'll do our best. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm willing to pay for convenience and to do all of this. But at the same time, it's just, ugh. Yeah. I, I already had to up how much I'm spending on Riverside. So that, that way I can make my life easy for mm -hmm. the D&D &D stuff. So we can have the extra recording time. Mm-hmm. And also, whenever we were backlogging, we went over our set recording time anyway. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll pay the extra, you know, 15 or 20 bucks just so in case we decide to ramble, as mm -hmm. we do, because nothing do. about that is new. So that's that's perfectly acceptable. Like, I'll pay the extra money because Riverside has saved me so much time whenever it comes to editing i don't know if you've edited an episode since we've switched to riverside a couple one or two i think yeah so i but i can positively say this makes life so fucking simple mm -hmm. yeah compared yeah. to everything else we've used and just separating the audio anyway so this is perfect however now the the whatever the fuck uh podbean is like hey so listen we we know that you you know you pay us currently to, you know, distribute your stuff out for you. But if you want to do video, pay us $25 more a month. And I'm like, mm, I, I see your game plan, but I'll raise you a fucking no. I'll raise you. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself. But yeah, because it's... It, if it were like 10 bucks, maybe, but $25, yeah. I've got a Japan trip to save for. Yeah, no, 25 uh, is too much. Yeah, because again, I'm paying 30 for Riverside, and I'm not going to make it 40 for Podbean. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with the 15. Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the, there's the backside of podcasting, everybody. It costs fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> canva cost money everything costs money yeah this this whole recording system that you see it costs money yeah and techs oh. tech likes to just break as we found out about 10 minutes ago yeah yeah blue's not having a good time <laughs> no no so i have like this i feel like both of us have this little routine that we do before we start recording where like you set up your electronics, then you let them do their shit, and then you go and like make a drink, go to the washroom, whatever else that you need to do. And while you're doing that, you're like, okay, well, my PC is like starting up and like figuring its shit out, you know, if you haven't had it already on throughout the day. And then, so I did that, and I was running behind anyway, so I was kind of rushing around. I come and sit down again, and it's just lagging. Like, shit's not opening, Discord is just a black screen. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, not working. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and restart. So I like, just try and restart. That won't happen. Control, alt, delete. Nothing shows up. This screen right in front of me disconnects for no reason. And then, so I then have one teeny tiny little screen because I have, I have two screens. 
I had two of this size screen, two big screens, but one of them broke in my move back to my parents' house. So my mom went to the thrift store and picked me up like an old square screen <laughs> that like, I mean, it does the job. It's like four pixels, but it does the job. Um, and, and so I have that now as my second screen. And that was the only screen I was working off of. Plus, I have no right hand. So I'm doing everything left-handed and try to use a mouse left-handed when you're very accustomed to it right-handed is awful. So that's just frustrating in its own right. Nothing's working. So I have to like hard restart my PC, which I hate doing. And then, oh, <laughs> you shimmied over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hmm. One, I'm not center frame, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. But two, that gaping that gaping fucking spot over there is bothering me. Uh, 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 these plates are great, but their adhesive on their fucking magnets sucks. Yeah, I I love them to death. Like I absolutely adore all of my background art, but Jesus. Get it a get it with a better adhesive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, like my my sound panels right now. I just I show Brad one. I was like, look at them. My mom put them up for me, and as soon as I did that, one fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I wish I had gotten that on <laughs> recording because that would have been beautiful. <laughs> it was yeah, oh. perfect timing. But that yeah, so fun. then. Yes, thanks, Mom. Um, so then I was working off of the one screen that wasn't trying to do anything, and we were having troubles with my mic last week because there was like some feedback coming off of it somewhere, so I had to switch the USB port, so I was trying to do that all at the same time. And eventually, I just had to restart my PC, turned it back on again, and it took forever to start up. And then Windows was like, here's an update for you. And I'm like, great. <laughs> you couldn't have done that like 10, 10 minutes ago. Well, no, you couldn't because you were freaking the fuck out for no reason. Thanks, Windows. Appreciate yep. it very much. Thanks. Great. But it seems fine now. So, And hopefully the mic issue is sorted. There's no squealy squeaks. We will find out, well, next week. Because I've put us on a week delay. So I yeah. I have time to figure things out. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at this. The pipes. Hello, water. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with being in a closet is there's pipes. <laughs> Uh, you just need more soundproofing. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. When I was in that room, they, we put uh, soundproofing on the inside of the boiler room because that room backed up onto the boiler room. So um, so I didn't have any in the room, but I had them on the outside of the walls on the inside of the boiler room. But this time I am in a different closet So because my I mean, mom took over that one. That's uh, fine. I got kicked out point. of that room. <laughs> That's what happens whenever you decide to go to art school. <laughs> yeah, when you move out, your mom takes over rooms that you've already taken over. Yeah. At this point, I've come to the conclusion, because at this point, I've bitched about it enough, uh, that the insulation in my house is very shitty, mm -hmm. where I hear everything through the walls. Thankfully, spending what I have on... My whole system keeps, you know, the noise from y'all having to listen to it. Mm -hmm. However, the I've come to realize that the sound padding does absolutely nothing except for cancel out echo. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's great if you are like us and talking directly into a wall. So therefore having that foam right directly across from us 
is great because mm-hmm. you know we're not getting a lot of bounce back directly at us, but some actual sound insulation affordable would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's this building in Edmonton that I got to go in when I was in high school. I think first year of high school, when I was with the band and choir, we went on a field trip there and we saw a orchest- orchestral concert. Um, and it's an entire building inside of another building that doesn't touch the other building. So interesting. they've built a frame of a building and then the inner layer of it, there's another, you can't tell, but like there's a gap for the perfect soundproofing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's a really cool building. It was cool to go and see it and see it and listen to a concert there. So if you're mm. in Edmonton and you know the space that I'm talking about, I don't know the name of it, Google it. It's a good, yeah, it was a good concert. There's a place that do concerts. Go there. Yeah, go find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about yesterday that I was like, I'm surprised I haven't told you about this. Aww. Canadian schools have the same shoe thing that Japan schools, Japanese schools do. Oh, you mean where you take your shoes off, put them in a locker and put on kind like, of, yeah. school shoes? Yeah. Um, not so much in high school, but like in middle school when I first emigrated, because I thought that was the strangest thing because I had school shoes, part of my uniform in the UK, mm-hmm. but they were still outside shoes. They were like inside outside shoes. They were just one pair of black leather like shoes. Yeah. Um, but here you like with your list of school supplies that you need to pick up, you have to pick up a pair of, or at least for my middle school that I went to, had to pick up a pair of white soled trainers or sneakers. Um, I, I assume they had to be white soled so that they didn't like, leave those black rubber marks on the linoleum yeah, flows. I, I would, I would assume that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah, you would have like these, they weren't lockers. They were just like shoe racks, like really big shoe racks um, in the mud room entries to mm-hmm. all of the schools. And you had like different wings for different grades. So we had three grades in my middle school, which I think is standard, like three to four grades per middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and each, grade had a wing and then they would have these racks along there and you would put your outside shoes there and then put on your inside shoes at your locker and then interesting yeah walk around in your inside shoes now it's one of those things to where i know in middle school and then my one uh because i went to three different middle schools and then Mm. high school i went to one but in every school like every locker i had had like that one distinct chunk where it was like you could put shoes Mm -hmm. but we didn't have to because we didn't have uh like shoes to separate anything like if you wanted Mm -hmm. to take shoes specifically for like sports for pe you could most people you just wore tennis shoes all the time because it was you know our dress code was strict as far as shirts and pants, but mm-hmm. not any different for shoes. So therefore, you know, just don't wear anything like flip-flops and mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. But the fact that they had like the little shoe rack, even though we didn't have shoes, like I don't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that and I was like, that's that's something that we see so often in animes and it's not come up yet that I was like, Yeah, I went to a school that did that. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't, even though I did it, I don't equate that to North American culture. Uh-huh. Like it's, like, it's, it's Canadian culture to take your shoes off when you enter someone's house. But like, it's different than 
in like like we you see in Japan and stuff because like mm-hmm. the the house layouts you don't normally have a step but you do normally have a floor differentiation so like you would have like a linoleum linoleum panel that goes across or like a tile panel that goes across the entryway or like you would have a separate mud room when you first enter through the front door but quite mm-hmm. often you see like there's like a border and then you go into like a carpet or a different floor type Ours is, that's what ours was. We used to have, um, like, a fake vinyl tile at the front and then a metal strip and then carpet. But we've now since changed to hardwood floors. So it's just all hardwood floors. But there is still, like, a wall. Like, there's a, a, a how do I describe it? Like a, like, a wall that doesn't do anything. What do you call those walls? Like, it's just, like, a, it's just there to separate off the room. It doesn't, it's not... Like, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, I don't, I can't think of the proper yeah. term, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't have a door and it doesn't really stick out far enough to even be a real wall, but it's there to like give you a separate section from yeah. the front door to the sitting room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the the mudroom, like the, the cupboard where the, you put your shoes, your sh- coat, closet, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this, so then there was a diagonal section there where you take your shoes off. And so it's Canadian culture to take your shoes off in other people's houses. I'm assuming that's a snow thing. Like it's slushy and gross and muddy outside. So you take your snow boots off Probably. when you go to people's houses. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that and I was like, huh, the shoe culture thing is, is like, like if I went to America, it's standard that you don't take your shoes off and you, when you get dressed in the morning, you put your shoes on. Is that correct? I think it depends mm-hmm. because some people do have it. Some people do don't um i know like with the asshole neighbors for instance they have red carpet throughout their entire half of the duplex right except for the kitchen and bathrooms Mm. but like on my half of the duplex we have uh lvt put down through the living room uh like hallways and whatnot but outside of that um but we do have a we have tile inside the front door, like mm. just a tile square chunked where you can take your shoes off. And like I said, with the asshole neighbors, I do take my shoes off whenever I'm there and like leave them at the front door. But here in my own home, I don't do that now. Mm. Whereas I <clears throat> whenever I lived in Clayton by myself, I did. Because I'm the one that had to do all of the cleaning. Yeah. Then to where now Nana hires somebody to do it. Mm. So I, I'm not complaining. But now it's just I walk through the house. Yeah. Whereas again, like I, I prefer to have that style of, you know, living of, you know, leaving your shoes at the door. So that way you're not tracking dust yeah. everywhere. But I think it's a case by case basis, especially depending on what you do for a living and whatnot. Because with me working in a dirty ass warehouse, I don't want to drag shit in. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you work a cushy office job, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter because you're not going to be tracking in that much stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, anyway, the reason why I thought of this was because we were talking about our Japan trip that we have planning kind of started to go on, <laughs> and uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was thinking about how one of the tips that I've been told about traveling Japan is to just make sure that your shoes are easy to slide on and slide off, because if you're in busy places where you have to take your shoes on and off, you want to be quick at putting them on and off so you're not holding people up behind you, and sometimes it can mm-hmm. feel kind of awkward. 
And I was like, I feel like in Canada, most people just lace their shoes in a way to where they're okay to slip on and slip off all the time anyway. Because although, like, you wouldn't take your shoes off when going into, like, other buildings like you would in Japan, you always do when you go into other people's houses. So, like, because, like, I wouldn't do it if I was going, like, into a hotel or something. I would still wear my shoes the whole time. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. But I feel like in Japan you would do there would be the step and and they would give you slippers and you would change um so that I was I was thinking about that and I was like I feel like all of my shoes are kind of already laced to do that the backs are trodden down enough as well (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm gonna say like mine aren't necessarily laced Mm -hmm. that way but I have a massive foot so therefore mine are like they're laced loosely just because I don't want overly tight shoes Mm -hmm. So, like, I always slip my feet in and out, but also a lot of that's laziness because I can't be bothered to tie my fucking shoes every time I put them on. <laughs> that's so much wasted time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's like five seconds, but still, that's five it's seconds. Five seconds I you'll can, never get back. That five seconds adds up, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh, there's a couple places. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are a couple places. Doctor's offices, you often take your shoes off when you get, like, further in. Um, Like, my physio place, uh, not this current, not this physio place, but previous physio place, you would take your Uh shoes off before you entered. Some dentists, I've taken my shoes off before I've gotten further in. So a lot of, like, medical or medical-ish things, sometimes you take your shoes off. But they don't give you, like, other shoes, you just walk around in your socks. Never, never had that happen. Now, granted, like, whenever I'm getting my physical done, like, I take my shoes off so they can get a more accurate reading of Mm -hmm. weight. But outside of that, no, I don't, I don't, I've never taken my shoes off at a doctor's (laughs) office, at a dentist's office. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, yeah, I used to a lot for physio. I used to do, because I used to go to a chiropractor every two weeks and a massage therapist every two weeks because, hypermobility means your joints are fucked and yeah (laughs) um and when i would go there i would um take off my shoes just Mm -hmm. like before you get in the door they had uh a few like rubber mats that you would put your shoes on and then go in barefoot interesting yeah very interesting yeah never Um. never would have thought but also again i'm I I am an uncultured asshole. (laughs) Well, I I was just, I mean, I was wondering about it because like in the UK, I was a kid, but I don't ever remember like taking your shoes off being a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and even in houses and stuff, but a lot of the houses, they're also a lot older and drafty. So like it's, but like also if it was raining, you'd take your shoes off and there was kind of an inside outside shoe thing, but it wasn't like a thing. Whereas here in Canada, like it would be disrespectful if you were to wear shoes inside somebody's house, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and like, yeah. I was going to say, I know for me, like anytime I walk into somebody's place, I always look to yeah. see if I can find a place to put shoes because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the person to walk in and just start trotting all over stuff. Yeah. Especially, yeah. like, if I can figure out a difference. But if I don't see anything, then I'd roll with the flow of everybody else. Because, again, I prefer to be a chameleon and blend in with yeah. everybody. No, I but feel like just, that's It literally a good way just to be. depends on the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to be. Because, like, I don't know. The idea, I was, I was just thinking about it, and I was like, 
you wore shoes into my house. That's disrespectful. And it's like, well, yeah, consider yourself disrespected. Like, it's like, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing here. But like, I, I don't know. I just find it so funny that because Canada and America have so many similarities. But the shoe mm-hmm. thing, like, I feel like that's a thing that Americans would accidentally trip up on. Most most likely. And again, yeah. I think it's a like household by household basis. Yeah. So again, like it, I I don't know. Like if you decide to come into my house, I'm not going to say shit. No. If you wear your shoes, because I I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah. But even whenever I was living in Clayton, like whenever I had like friends over from work and whatnot, they like they wouldn't take their shoes off. I don't give a shit because it's not like although it's my house, like you be comfortable. Like if yeah. I'm comfortable enough with you to invite you into my place of living. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to be comfortable because I trust you as a person. Yeah. But I, again, I, I'm not going to step on anybody's traditions either. Like if I come over, I'm going to figure out what you do and do that. Cause I, I don't want to be yelled at. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's just the, there's a couple of funny, like, like, um, images that I get in my head of like, like house parties that I stopped by when I was a teenager and stuff. And it's like Halloween or something. Everyone's walking around in their costumes and it's just a pile of shoes at the front door. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's a, it's a thing. Like you could be a drunk teenager when you're not supposed to be, but there's still a pile of shoes at the front door. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love that. The thought of that's amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, with all of the anime that we've watched over all of these years, I don't think we've ever had the shoe conversation. No, no, we have not. Like, no. I think this is the first time in like five years. Yeah, we've and had I was a like, conversation like this. This is a topic that comes up in like every single anime that we watch, and we've never just had a, the a thing of like, do you take your shoes off when you go inside places or no? I I think it's because like it's not a. Like, although it happens in anime, it's not a focal point. No, like yeah. it's just such a standard aspect of Japanese life, mm-hmm. and so it's portrayed in anime to the point to where we see that so much, to where we're just used to it. So therefore, we don't think to talk about it. I guess unless just like you, what happened with you? Like that thought popped in your head. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, like, I've never actually just sat down and thought about shoe culture yeah like that like especially here but now that i do it's like <laughs> i like i literally do whatever fits yeah yeah i feel like that's probably the best way to be but i i was like and now i have this irrational fear that i'm gonna accidentally wear shoes or i'm not supposed to somewhere and it's like it's so <laughs> dumb like nobody's I mean, gonna really care they're just probably gonna correct you in the moment but if that ever happens i will think about that for the next 50 years like <laughs> oh same like yeah. any slight fuck up i have like i'll be laying in bed you know just about to you know just yeah off, and it's like i fucked up in the yeah. third grade <laughs> <laughs> yeah in front of like somebody that really either doesn't remember or doesn't give two shits like Literally not. And yet this is such a common phenomenon with yeah. people though. Like, I don't know if it's an anxiety thing yeah, or what it is, but like, this is something that a lot of people deal with. Yeah. And yet you never remember the faux pas of other people. But no. You damn sure remember your own. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if they're like the most dumb stuff. Like it's stuff that like, if you think about it happening to somebody else, you're like, it's literally fine. 
But when it happens yeah. to you, it's the end of the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even now, like I'm like, this is kind of on topic, but also off topic. I don't know. Anyway, we we're recording later than we initially meant to because mm. I went to my great aunt's birthday party. And while I was there, I've seen a lot of family that um, I don't usually see for get together. So while they were there, they were talking about like voiceover stuff and they are privy to the fact that I auditioned for the voice a few years ago, Mm -hmm. that type of stuff. So they were asking how like voiceover work and everything was going. And then one of them decided to get the bright idea for a, for me to solo sing happy birthday to my great aunt, which I refused straight away. I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. But then afterwards, we were talking outside because I had to walk outside to leave and therefore had to walk through the smoking group of the bunch. They were like, hey, you should uh, you should do a monologue. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I uh, like I don't because in my brain, I'm like, if I do this. I am going to feel that ick of regret for the rest of my life. Like I can already feel that anxiety building and I still feel it here right now thinking about it. Cause I'm like, if I would have done that, like I would have felt, uh, yeah, it would have been, it would have been so bad. So no, yeah, but no, so I don't, I don't get how people are like, you're a voice actor, do a voice. Yeah, like I know. What people do to comedians all the time, like tell, tell a joke. joke. Like that's that's not how that shit works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's there was one time in high school. So I was in a acting troupe in high school. Um, I was in like the, my school theater program, but then I was also in a theater program outside of school, and um, we had like a mock Oscars. Um, or I suppose Tonys, but it was themed to like the Oscars, which is weird because it was theater, not. Anyway, uh, it wasn't themed like the Tonys. It was themed like the Oscars. Um, And so we had like this like fancy award night after our um, play had finished. And what they didn't tell any of us is that they wanted us all to accept an award because I guess it was like it's one of those participation things. We can't have like we'll make an award for everyone. Um, And but then they wanted us to give a speech. (laughs) (laughs) to accept an award and I get that it was a theater program but like there's nobody else there except the other kids that you were in the program with who were also in the same play as you getting an award at the same time as you for something in the same vein that Mm -hmm. are also going to give a speech so it was just a let's all get together and praise ourselves moment (laughs) and then but spontaneously like we didn't know that was going to happen and so they just one by one called us up under under the stage to then have us say a few words about how great we are. And I get that like that what they were trying to do is like build your confidence and stuff. But it was just horrific. It was awful. It was Oh, absolutely. Because like, especially with teen actors who like we were in a pretty serious troupe. Like a lot of the people that I went in into that troupe with then later went on to join the adult troupe um the Central Alberta Theatre, mm-hmm. which was like, we were like the junior version of them. So they were then Central Alberta Theatre and then some of them have even, like one of them's famous on TikTok right now, like like 
quite a few of them have gone on to go further in the entertainment industry. Um, and like I went on to model afterwards. So like a lot of us, like it was like a pretty serious program. And so we were taking our play so seriously. <laughs> like we were like, we were too seriously for like 15 year olds. We were like critiquing ourselves, writing down things that we were doing wrong. We had like notes in the margins of our scripts. Like we were serious. And so at that point with the play having finished and wrapped up, we were reflecting on it, like what we could have done better. And we weren't in a mode of like, I did really good. We were in a moment of like, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is how I'm going to improve. Like we were actually pretty motivated and like, like as like from my perspective, like we were all like, we had a file it under us and we weren't looking for like, you did a great job. What we wanted right then was like, okay, here's a project work on it. And so it was just really bad timing. Anyway, my speech was awful. And I ended up like stumbling over my words because I was just like, you guys all supported me and made me feel good. And I, and it just, it was awful. It was so bad. And I regret every word of it. And (laughs) everyone there was super nice, but like, oh, I'm getting flushed just thinking about it. Like, it's awful. It was awful. It was so bad. I hated every second of it. Director, you suck for that one. You really suck for that one. Don't get 15-year-olds to praise ourselves. We're awkward enough as it is. <sighs> <laughs> oh. It, it's literally to the point to where if I were in that situation, I would just stand up and go, oh, ditto, <laughs> and go down. <laughs> I feel the exact same. Ugh. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, it was it was horrible. It was hor- We were in height of awkward teenager as well. It wasn't even like we were in, like, like good, like, a, like we weren't in our peak teenagerness we were pre-peak teenager you know mm-hmm. so yeah. it was bad yeah i get it but yeah oh. um golf 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 golf, <laughs> golf point to electric boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great i love it 10 out of 10 <laughs> Yeah, so Birdie Wings, if you want information on it, go to last week's episode. Yeah, literally everything exactly the same. Directed by Takayuki Inagaki, uh, Studio Bandai, um, on Crunchyroll, 25 episodes. Uh, Technically two seasons, but also just one two-core season split up by exactly a year. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, very, very confusing. Uh, we didn't do math this week, so yeah, don't don't worry about it. It it very good. Go watch it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna revamp the spreadsheet. I was talking to Brad about it before we started recording. I'm gonna revamp the spreadsheet so I can figure out a way to. Well, I've already figured out a way to be able to calculate the averages automatically um, and include other things in those averages to get a more accurate reading between like what everyone else is thinking and then what uh brad and i are thinking as well so um that's the total excuse as to why i didn't do it this week i could have done it this week and then just recalculated it later but i didn't so <laughs> ah it's fine <laughs> yeah um again people stick around for the banner and you know they'll stick for the anime so yeah, it's fine they stick good. around to see me worry about my peeling skin It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's okay. I get another new cast tomorrow. Yay. This is cast number three. 
Now, are you getting an actual cast this time, or are you just I, getting rewrapped? I don't know. I got an x-ray last Monday. Everything's looking good. Bones not even remotely healed. The metal plate is bigger than my bone. <laughs> I have seven screws in it. Uh, but everything's looking good. Um, and I got to terrify everyone in the hospital because I had to walk from the hand clinic to the x-ray room with everything just exposed. So it was like a gooey scar all disgusting and I was like walking through the hallways of the hospital just because I have to like when I'm when it's unwrapped I my body just goes this is where you're putting it it's staying right here and like I can't I don't know my body just tenses up and it's like it's right here and I guess it's like a protection thing of like keep it in your vision um wow. and uh and so yeah I was walking through the hospital always like this and everyone was like what's oh, so going by because it's disgusting <laughs> yeah. um I mean it's less disgusting now because uh last appointment they took off the pink tape thing on the outside of the wound so Mm -hmm. and the top has sealed up so i'm just assuming that it's just the tissue underneath that um is gross but they didn't take that off until after i'd gotten the x-ray so it was disgusting as i was walking through the hallways um Mm. all goopy and gross but yeah tomorrow i have an appointment and then i have another appointment on thursday um with my other physiotherapist because i have two physio teams one in the city and then one in the closer city Look at you getting to be all fancy. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, so. And I gave myself the mad heebie-jeebies with my hip scar the other day. Oh? Because I have to start, mas- I like, I had, on Monday I was told I have to start massaging my hip. Um, but I didn't realize they drilled a hole in my hip bone. Like, it makes sense now. But like, when you, like, the way they explained it to me was, okay, we're going to make an incision and then we're going to... Um, get a needle and we're going to pull out the bone marrow from your hip. And I was like, okay, it didn't occur to me that they would cut my skin, drill a hole through the bone and then get the needle in through the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the tops that my skin is healed now, it's been enough time for that to have healed. So it's just a scar. So I was massaging the scar and then my finger went bloop into my hip <laughs> and it was disgusting. <laughs> It was so awful. I hated it. I was expecting a flat bone and it wasn't a flat bone. There's like a dime size hole there. It's awful. I hate it. <laughs> it gave oh, me Oh, that would be that would, It that gave would, me full oh, body no. shivers. It was disgusting. <laughs> I I like because I was in the shower and I did it. So I immediately like I full on like I it was like shower is done. Like that's it. Everything is <laughs> you're done. And so I like get out, get dressed go up for my mom and I'm like mom I need to sit down I feel sick and she's like why and I'm like I just put my finger inside my hip bone like oh no can't do it <laughs> disgusting so that's a oh, thing oh man um, yeah. so yeah now whenever I massage my hip bone I get like ill <laughs> uh, at least she'll maybe get used to it yeah yeah I mean it'll heal over and be fine but like I was just not expecting it at all um so yeah that's the thing if you ever give bone marrow if you donate bone marrow um expect a hole like in the bone <laughs> i mean it makes sense but like i didn't expect it <laughs> i'm sure that's uh, uh, no that yeah no i'm good yeah um, that gives me the shivers just it was, thinking about it's it. so I'm bad it's so bad and the thing is is i want to put myself on a bone marrow donation registry like it like now i know that what it consists of and like it's fairly okay like it's a achy kind of wound and like the pain only was really there for like a week and now it's just like annoying whenever I lay on it you know mm-hmm. or like um like jeans sometimes press into it and stuff like that's the worst part of it 
But like, it's very manageable. Like, it's a very, very manageable thing. So if you want to, if you're, if you've ever considered putting yourself on a bone marrow registry, take it from me. It's not, it's not that bad. Um, not pleasant, but like, like it's fine. It's a fine thing. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I wasn't, yeah, it's not fun, but yeah. (laughs) If you can donate blood, donate bone marrow, whatever you're able and willing to do, please do so right now. Donate your things. Yeah. Right now, the world needs blood, so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Always needs blood. Donate your blood. Donate your blood or your plasma if you can't donate blood. <clears throat> your platelets. You get paid for plasma, too. Do you? You don't hear. I mean, healthcare oh, is free, you, so. Yeah, we we get paid to donate plasma really? here. You can go, like, every week donate... to donate plasma. Like, uh, You can go two or three times a week. Dude. Like you literally only have to have like a day or two mm-hmm. in between each donation, and they give you like sixty to a hundred bucks a pop. Dude, you could just you could do that for a full living. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> like yeah. that's minimum wage. <laughs> Close, like, actually. Yeah, at seven twenty-five. That's that's <laughs> like minimum wage. Donating plasma. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, That's a thought. Yeah. It's probably yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, you don't get paid to do it here. You just get an email that says thank you. And you get a snack. You do get snacks, and sometimes you get pins. Like if you donate like several times in a row, you might get a pin. Oh, Um, fancy. Yeah, and you get a free drink, a free snack. Um, yeah. (laughs) Free snacks. Free snacks. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Um, golf. Golf, yeah, chicken hats, chicken hats. Yes, I mean we've already been talking about dicks. Shit, <laughs> I mean we have now. <laughs> Wrong button. Hey <laughs> <laughs> God, I got it. <laughs> oh, you're my favorite soundboard. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. Um, but I Love guess. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> uh, why are you my friend? Uh... Oh, because you can't get rid of me <laughs> that easily. <laughs> True. We grow on each other like a fungus. Um... <laughs> Oh, so yeah, season two picks up right where the first season left off. Yeah. Um, tournament. Tournament doubles. Yeah. Also, I'm not going to lie. I um, I got real concerned there for a minute. <laughs> did, did you also get real concerned? Whether they were hot sisters? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was very concerned. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, somebody in the comment section of, like, episode, like, two or three called that. They were like, I think these two are half-sisters. Like, I think they're sisters. Um, from, like, and I was, so I had that in the back of my head because the entire time that I was watching, I was like, that comment said, they're sisters. That comment said, they're sisters. They're, they're going to ship it together and then they're going to be sisters. Oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, 
And so, like, that was in the back of my mind from early. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a interesting, very interesting twist. Um, sad. But, like, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I enjoyed it as well. Like, yeah. that, I was like, hey, it's like, all right, ship. Oh, now it's bad. No, it's back. <laughs> uh, I mean, what what a twist. Like, their fathers were not... Ah, uh, plot twist. Yeah, I know. And the fact that, like, Oi's dad was able to, like, finally have a relationship with her. Like, a proper familial relationship yeah. with her at the end was, like, fuck's sakes, like, he must have been waiting for that like, that must have been torture for him. Oh, absolutely. Like, that would... Because oh, he, he can't say anything. And yeah. He's the one that's teaching her golf. Yeah. So he's he's literally wasting away on the sidelines, like, of her youth. And, like, oh, that would suck so bad. And not only that, like, as a position of a teacher, like, he has to keep such a professional relationship with her. Oh, yeah. Like... Like, because it's, it's something that you actually see with him as a character kind of throughout, because there is one character who is a teenage girl who very heavily has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of hinted at, like, that um, that they may be, may be a thing, and then immediately he shuts it down. He's like, no, yeah. separate rooms. Like, what are, you, what are you doing here? Like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, I think it's a fine plot point. Teenagers have crushes on teachers all the time. It happens. Um, and uh, and he's quite professional throughout all of that. And then there's the hint, uh, like, there's the thing of, like, the, uh, that student thinking, like, does Aoi have a crush on him? Like, is, is he, like, like what's going on there? Because she's a teenager and she's thinking insanely. And, um, and then she's like, that's actually my dad. And it was, like, such a moment of, like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. put put your teenage self that's in your insane brain right now, and calm your tits. Cause <laughs> sit down, okay? Sit down. Um, but yeah, it was it was very interesting as well because the way he's drawn, he looks younger than Eve's dad. Like they didn't give him the facial lines, so when you first see them as like the in the relationship. Um, dynamic, like, you're figuring out who they are to each other and how old he is. You kind of think maybe he's in, like, his late 20s, maybe. Like, I kind of had the idea that he was, like, mid to late 20s. Like, I didn't think he was as old as them. Um, So that was one thing that, like, I think threw me off a little bit, was just, like... And, I mean, that's fine. People look younger than people all the time, so it's not something that negates from the anime. I just hadn't put him at that age. Like, I kind of put him at, like, out of college for a couple of years. Like yeah. a few years into coaching, kind of age, you know. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was one of those things, though, to where I did have him pegged early on as being sick, and that turned yeah. into a plot point. Yeah, because he was—I mean, for one, he always had those undersleeves on, mm-hmm. so that was kind of like a tale of "hmm, that's a little weird" compared yeah. to everything else. But then, just how like abnormally thin mm-hmm. he was drawn. Yeah, like especially his arms, because everybody else, like their arms, are a little bit more defined and a little bit wider. Yeah, but his were just so thin. I was like, I think he's sick. Yeah, and especially considering, I mean, it's kind of a, a thing now that like the the coach gets sick, like it's a thing, like the yeah. the coach or the the 
the granddad, like the 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 person who taught them, gets sick. Yeah, it's definitely a trope. Mm-hmm. So it's not super surprising, but I don't know. It was yeah. He was just he seemed like a uh, like I like him as a character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was... despise her granddad. Like oh, absolutely. Yeah, and like and it it really hit me. Whenever he called Aoi's mom and started screaming at her, like whenever she was losing the first day of the Japan Women's Open, I was like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. It's like, and the thing that that is so good, but frustrates me so bad, is that he didn't get a bad ending. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he didn't get his karma. He didn't get put in his place. He's still allowed to be and was rewarded for being a narcissistic, abusive asshole. Mm. You know? But, like, that's just the reality of life sometimes, is that, like, shit like that happens. Bad people get in the way of good people, but also they, like, bad people support good people because it gets them what they want as well. And so yeah. you're you're rooting for the good person, but to be able to root for the good person, you have to allow the bad person to win. Mm-hmm. And that fucking sucks. It it really really does. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm glad we're getting more story mm-hmm. out of it, so that's a plus. So I I think it's a film that's coming out next. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that whenever we get it because I I want to see where the story goes from here. Mm-hmm. But now, granted, I. G- mm, I had two different points and my brain could not figure out how to segue between the two. Now, going back to the coach being sick, it was like, granted at that point, like it had been alluded to a little bit that Owie was the coach's daughter. Yeah. But then as soon as um, like the clubs that he designed were brought out, it was like, okay, so that's definitely true. But also Owie has the same thing. Yeah. Because they made those super lightweight clubs so that that way she could play at her best. And I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's the same thing. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I th- Yeah, that was a thing. Um, Eve, as well, getting, like, beating her, destroying her body. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And the taping was hilarious. The visual of the way that they taped her, where they just <laughs> mummified her. Because, <laughs> like, both you and I have had sports taping. And it's nothing like uh-huh. that. No, but it's, it was so funny seeing her come out and she's just like mummified. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I'm like, that's not how you do taping, but sure. But also, I love how anime just over exaggerates things yeah. like that. So I'll I'll take it. I'll take it's it. Uh, but it's it's also the thing of like sports taping, they never choose like normal colours. It's always like the neon blue or like like it's like emerald green or something like the tape is never just like black now to be fair the few times i've used tape mm. i also have never went with standard colors i yeah. have went with bright colors yeah but now you know me well enough to know pink is one of my favorite colors so therefore pink tape or like on my tennis racket i have a pink overgrip oh yeah on my racket now, the rest of it is a solid black racket with, like, shiny black string, but bright, vibrant pink overgrip that gets so fucking dirty <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, I always had, like, oh. I always had, like, really vibrant blue. 
like on my shoulders and back so it would like stick up out of my like necklines of my shirt it was like Mm -hmm. the most bright blue (laughs) that that does not surprise me also your name so it it all makes sense it all adds up (laughs) it tracks (laughs) yeah oh Uh, um so uh, who, who did you want to win that final tournament Honestly, I'm so familiar with sports animes at this point that it went the way that I expected it to go. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I think it kind of, that makes sense to me. I feel like I enjoy it being that way Mm -hmm. because it's the same thing that I had with Prince of Tennis when um, Etchizen was going to, I can't remember, like Wimbledon or something. Like he was doing like this huge tournament with adults. Same thing. And um, there's this level of, like, eh, craziness that happens is the best way I can describe it. I don't know. You have people that are competing on a high school, middle school, whatever level in your sport anime. And all of a sudden they're on a world stage. And they're keeping up, if not better than, world performers, world stage performers. And that's not realistic. And so I find that... Um, like every now and again, like you'll see it in the real world, especially things like gymnastics or something, you'll get like one like 13 year old or something that'll just fucking destroy everybody. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, for the most part, especially with sports that rely on physicality, like you need to have grown into your body to a certain point. Right. And so, um, I just, I like the idea of them doing well in their first or so tournament on a world stage. But I do enjoy when like the teenage characters have to be seasoned a little bit. Like I like them. Yeah. I like them having to age up to be able to compete with everybody else, not for their lack of skill or talent or whatever, but just because like when you're, you know, 15, you're not physically on the same level as someone who is 20. Yeah. Um, and in men's, when you're you're 15, you're not physically on the same level as someone who's 25, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it takes time for you to grow into your adult body um, and to gain those muscles. So, and I also like that they included that in Eve's ability to bounce back in those six months when she had her injury. Of, like, she's young enough to where we, like, she strained herself too hard, but she's able to kind of bounce back from this. Yeah. Um. So on the counter side of that, like, they're able to be more reckless. And because of that level of recklessness, that's how they learn to be able to then know how to handle those later stages and accept that pressure and master those skills that they've had. They need to go crazy when they're young to then be a well-rounded player when they're older. So... I like that this is how they went with it. I feel like it's more realistic. I know the show's not meant to be realistic. It's a mafia golf anime, but like it feels like it's on the right trajectory of where they're supposed to be. If they're going to keep this show going, if they weren't planning, like if they were planning on ending it there, I would have had a win. But like, I think by this point they, they knew that it was going to keep going. Yeah. Cause I mean, the show immediately took off like it was incredibly well received especially here Mm -hmm. like i whenever the show came out like a lot of anime youtubers that i watched were making videos on it and there were tiktoks galore and i was like i really need to watch this Mm -hmm. but also that's something we need to watch for 
the podcast because it's a sports anime, so therefore it's right up your alley more than it is mine. But it was just kind of like, hmm, okay, I'll get around to it. Yeah. And then just never did. And so that's why last week, whenever we sat down to watch this, I was like, why the fuck did we not watch it sooner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody was right. And I am stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm I'm excited for the film. Uh, because at the end of the last episode, we did get to see them four years after the fact of where mm-hmm. they ended up, uh, where they ended off because of Eve's um, temporary ban. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I I'm looking forward to to what comes next. I am as well. Very much looking forward to it. The show was just fun. Yeah, like it wasn't. Like, it was over the top. So, therefore, I mean, it does reach into the unrealistic, like, fun category. Yeah. But, my God, it was fun. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing with sports animes, though, is that, like, there's very few sports animes that are in the realistic realm that are still entertaining. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Most sports animes have ridiculous, like superpower moves and i think that's part of the reason why they're so fun because if you want to watch realistic sports you just watch sports exactly (laughs) um so yeah i mean it's it's nowhere near as ridiculous as like ice shield 21 which is genuinely ridiculous if you haven't seen clips of that i think i've shown you a couple clips um yeah. yeah it's an american football anime from back in the early 2000s i think that is insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's great fun, ridiculous, crazy, and doesn't make any sense. But it's great fun. Um, and like over 100 episodes. So it's a long haul kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, not, not something we'll get to here no. for now anyway. No. Um, yeah, but if, if you have a bunch of time and you want to just shut your brain off for a while, check out Eyeshield 21. Um yeah. He taught me everything I know about American football, which is literally nothing. Uh, hey, look at that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't like, it's not crazy unrealistic. And I do really, I said this in the yes, yesterday's episode, the last week's episode. I'm, I was going to say, we recorded yesterday? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I was going to say I'm on drugs, but I'm actually not on any drugs. I'm just crazy. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer on any painkillers. I don't get to use that as an excuse. No, no, it's okay. You can still use it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm on painkillers. That's why I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, was, yeah, I really enjoyed the Mafia plotline because golf is such a rich person sport that including it in, like, the Mafia and having money and finances be a huge part of the storyline makes so much sense to me. Um, and so, I re- yeah, I just enjoy that as being part of the plot line. And I mean, plus like if you're gonna, if you're going to go to like the superpower esque side of things, then what's a better way to go about like handling an actual story than with taking, you know, things like, you know, start with like normal everyday scenarios and then just keep building and building to more ridiculous scenarios. Like, as you keep building, like, what's the best way to handle this? Oh, yeah. With golf. Yeah. Having a territory war over over where you're going to build a massive casino? Golf. 
hey, you're on a hit list. Want to get your name off? Golf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's, uh, it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It is so absolutely phenomenal. I, oh God, I just had such a great time. Well, with it. yeah, me too. I, I completely agree. And it kind of makes so much sense that they're doing such dramatic stuff with golf. Not just because it's a golf sports anime, but because they, the people that they're doing it with are so rich that they don't have to do, like, they don't care about money. Like, money is not an object for them. Oh, yeah. So, but on the other side of things, then you also have people that are literally starving. And so it's, like, a really good juxtaposition of the characters that you get and the dependency that they have on their trainers, their coaches, and where they're trying to end up where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Ichina, I think she was a great addition. I enjoy her being the caddy to Eve. I think she was sweet and charming and really proved herself as being worthy as where she should have, like, where she should be. Yeah. And I like that she's old school. Oh, yeah. Like, how she just absolutely refused to use, like, any new technology. Mm. And yet, like, a lot of that is how caddies are nowadays like caddies are such a vital part to golf that people don't realize because most of the golfers that you see on tv that are like playing on that world stage like their caddies are more knowledgeable about golf than them yeah like they're the ones that like strategize which clubs to use and like hey this is how far you need to hit and so on and so forth like caddies are so incredibly vital and i really liked seeing how her character like not only you know was an incredible caddy but how she also like changed how she caddies to suit eve's style yeah like that was incredible yeah i like that a lot yeah i think she had a really good character growth over the time period and we still don't really know much about her as a person like we don't have a lot of her personality other than her determination to be a caddy. Like that's kind of the, the amount like that's, that's kind of just who she is. We don't really know much else, Yeah. but slowly, but she still had a really good character arc. And so I think mm-hmm. that goes to show that you don't need to have a huge backstory to a character to make them likable, interesting and transformative. Oh, absolutely not. And I really, like, I appreciate things like that and, like, subtle character growth or, like, how even the most, like, what may seem like, you know, minuscule characters at first can grow to become such, like, a vital part of the cast. And I just, I I don't know. Like, I really liked her character. And I also um, really liked Aoi's caddy as well, mm-hmm. whose name has uh, escaped me. Um, she's not uh, on my list. Why are you uh, not on the character uh, list? I'm looking at the character list now. Um, hang on. I will find it. Um, Amane. Yeah. Yeah, like, I really liked her character growth and, like, how she, like, began to open up more and, like, ended up, like, you know, pushing... Aoi further to um, like also grow, but like how she also became like happier with herself. Yeah. 
and like actually like pushing it to where she's like, no, no, like you made me love golf. Now I'm not going to leave. Mm -hmm. You're stuck with me and you're going to fucking pay me. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I wish she'd asked for 31%. (laughs) That would have been so funny. (laughs) That means I would have got 69%. Well, uh, I think I also really enjoyed her finally standing up for Aoi against her mom because oh, yeah. her mom is just as bad as her granddad because she allows it to happen to her daughter. Not only that, but whenever she blatantly lied mm-hmm. to Aoi about who her father was and like seeing just how much Aoi was hurt at that particular point, like she really should have fessed up. At that point. Yeah. Like, I think that would have made for a better character arc. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it didn't... Like, I don't know. That was one of those points where I just felt like it kind of drugged something out a little bit too long. Yeah. Because whenever the coach would have collapsed, it would have been, like, a lot more of a moment. Instead of Aoi just being conflicted because she's not 100% certain. Like, it could have been, like, a real genuine issue, and that would have, like, really explained, like, why she was playing terribly. Then we would have hated her mother and her grandfather, especially, more. Yeah. Whatever he called and was screaming at Aoi's mom over why she did so poorly that first day. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is, like, she has a... She's obviously... Her mom's been victimized, so you have a soft spot for her in that sense like you you understand where her pain is coming from more than her granddad her granddad just seems selfish and you like we don't know why he is the way that he is he just is he's just kind of a one-sided villain but her mom is more uh, rounded as a character she's more of a flawed villain and i just ali is so forgiving and she's so kind, and that's part of her character. So she needed somebody to speak up for her because she does. She doesn't want to sacrifice whatever family that she does have, especially considering she lost who she thought was her father after he'd already kind of abandoned her. I mean, I know he didn't, but like he left when she was a kid. Like that would affect her in some way, even if she knew, you know, it's for work or whatever. You know, like he still left. Yeah. And then she finds out from the news that he's dead. So now she thinks that her dad's dead. All this pressure is then put on her to learn his technique. So she learns his technique. She learns her, her mom's technique. She's then thinking that she is the amalgamation of these two people. And then all of a sudden, it turns out that she's not. Like, she's biologically... Especially because they were saying throughout the entire show that she is the bloodline of these two people. Like they were going off on like, she's biologically these two people combined. Yeah. Um, and so then for her to find out that she wasn't or possibly wasn't, but either way that her, her dad may have cheated on her mom, like not knowing the whole situation. She was so attached then to this new family that she'd found to this new family member that she had. She wouldn't, I don't think she would have, under in a million years ever spoken up for herself even after she had won the tournament and gone pro and been released i still don't think that she would have you know if her mom kept trying to control her in the same way i don't think she would have combated that at all yeah 
So she needed Amane to stand up for her. She needed her to, mm-hmm. to intervene and say, hey, look, the contract is done. Like, we've done the deal now. You have to back off. Yeah. And then, so that then allows Aoi's mom a moment of redemption in stepping back. Mm-hmm. But it's again the same thing with the granddad as like, I don't think it's enough yet. I don't think that she has realized the amount of pain that she's caused Aoi because of her being like away from it. Mm-hmm. And so I just want her to have to sit in it longer. You know, I want her to like, yeah. I don't necessarily want anything super bad to happen to her, but I want her to have to really acknowledge the trauma that she caused her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't maybe, think it's gonna happen. Maybe Grandpa yeah. will get his comeuppance. Yeah. Later on down the road. Yeah, and I want her I to really properly so. apologize, like legit. I'm fucking sorry for traumatizing you as a kid. Yeah. I'm sorry for being a lying bitch. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> apologize, for apologize. Yeah. Damn it. I'm sorry for not taking you away from your repulsive grandfather. Like. Hmm. As your mama should have protected you, and I didn't. I put you further into his clutches. So much could have been avoided. Yeah. And the fact that he bribes her with cake, like, fuck off, granddad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, the squabbles of adults should not be taken care of by their children. No. Like, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Still at a nine. Still at a nine. I'm still at a, what was I at? Eight? 8.5? 8. 8. Yeah. I'm still kind of around that. I do think, I did notice some differences in the animation between this one and last one. I did mention last one that there was some moments where the CGI was a little bit too obvious. Um, mm-hmm. This time, I think it was better. I think they improved it. I, I agree. Like, they had a year, and as COVID restrictions have been lifted, there's a lot less being done at home as far as the production process goes. So I think that definitely, like, the production value did go up. Mm-hmm. The ED production, I still absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. That watercolor ED, I, oh, that outside shot of a cafe, I'm like, that's fucking adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm just such a sucker for like really pretty animation or even like just really pretty stills like that. And it's such a drastic or drastic contrast comparatively to the rest of the show that I, I don't know, like I just love it so much. The sound design still excellent. Like it was done incredibly well. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's to come because I'm, uh, I want more now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fully with you. I very much enjoyed it. I would absolutely watch more of it. I really, I'm glad that Eve cancelled out the mafia thing so she can go home and is free to move as she wants. And she's now starting with a clean slate. I think that needed to happen. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I'm excited to see what happens now that they're twenty. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm very much looking forward to seeing, like, what the future holds for the characters and for the anime. Because if this can continue longer, like, by all means, I am absolutely here for it. Yeah, me too. Because I'm here for ridiculous sports anime. I think there's good things that can come out of it. And with it being, you know, 100% original, like, I expect there to just be more shenanigans. Yep. Yep. I can't wait for it. 
Neither can I. More guns, please. Okay. There were less guns this court. <laughs> there, there were a lot less guns. Yeah. Uh, give us more RPGs, please. Yeah. We were missing the RPG this court. Uh, definitely missing the RPG. I was kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad because it suited the narrative, but also very, very sad. Yeah. Also, uh, I, I want to see a crossbow. I don't know how you're going to put that in there, but figure it out. Thanks. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm here for yeah. it. That, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Shit. Open the wrong spreadsheet. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Proper spreadsheet. Uh, what are we doing next week? We are doing... We haven't actually worked that out. That's why I'm asking. Um, What do you feel like? Uh, da, 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 da. You know, um, I don't know if I want more actual romance or if I want to take a dive back into science. Ooh. Um, we did a me this week. Let's do a you next week and do actual romance. Okay. <laughs> it's only fair. Um, my love story with Yamada Kun at level 999. Because <laughs> fucking anime titles are bullshit. They're like old Full Out Boy song titles. You know what? That's perfectly fine. I love Nickelback. Full Out Boys is my favorite album. Is it Nickelback that comes from Small Town Alberta? I feel like it is. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they came from like. 20 minutes off the road. Yeah, you know, Dad Rock. Yeah. God, I really want to see Nickelback in concert. No, hyperextended elbow. Look how disgusting. Sorry. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I I mean, it's fine, but also I was like, I feel like that's bending at a really odd angle. I feel like that's wrong. Yeah. That's fun. Normal arm, hypermobile arm. Normal arm, hypermobile arm. (laughs) Twelve? 11.55. 11.55. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my fingers are the uh, worst. My fingers are disgusting. You know, that doesn't bother me. No? No, no. It, uh, it's the arm bending backwards that the bothers arm? me. <laughs> yeah. Do your knees and ankles do the same thing? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Every joint in my whole body is hypermobile. So interesting. All the joints in my body are just stiff. <laughs> yeah, I end up with a lot of muscle stiffness because um, they're trying to keep my joints from dying. Uh huh. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. Can't uh, can't overextend if you're not uh, extending at all. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah but it, it you think you're flexible just kidding <laughs> try touching your toes now yeah. right yeah <laughs> your joints may be flexible but muscles absolutely not but it at least it's one of those things to where at least your body is aware mm-hmm. so it's like hey so listen you're um like we realized that we we're fucked up so we're gonna you know get the get these other parts around it to keep it from fucking up yeah yeah and then so, every I mean, now and again it's like oops forgot about it and then <laughs> oh the brain is a very very stupid organ it really is really is my knees are the worst for that i'll just be walking and then every now and again they'll be like eh, and then i'm like oh that was that's another one 
See, that still doesn't bother me. It's the arm no. thing. The arm thing is the worst. It, it's just, I guess because I've seen so many sports injuries of like arms like snapping the wrong way or like knees going the wrong way, like that. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, my, yeah, mine's not as, my elbow's not as bad as I've seen other people's elbows. My mm. thumbs are the worst. Like, my thumb can touch, like, down here, like, real easy. But I would show you, but I can't show you, so. I was going to say, now, that might bother me a little bit, because that's yeah. bending way further than it like, should, like. Because, well, you know, like, when people, like, can touch their thumb down, you going to sneeze? No, there was just really loud outside. <laughs> our, our usual touch... bite guest. Uh... Yeah, I can touch, like, these two knuckles flat to my arm. So, if I had the other hand to... But. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, it's real gross. That In one's fact, one that, like, think, gives me the heebie-jeebies. I was going to say, I think I've seen you do that on stream, like, back whenever you were streaming. I think that was the thing. Yeah, yep. Yeah, especially I, when I do my, like, art streams and stuff. I remember there'd be a couple of times people would be like, show us your hyper mobility. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you gotta see. It's gross, but okay. Fuck off. And my fingers go crooked to the side as well. Our uh our HD rep at work, his um like he broke his finger uh mm. whenever he was younger, and the doctor just splinted it. He didn't reset it. Oh. So whenever he makes a fist, like his finger is like over here. Oh wow. Like he can like force it straight. Yeah. But if he like just normally makes a fist, fingers just like this finger over here. (laughs) I'm just like, uh. Also, what self respecting doctor does that shit? Yeah. Yeah. If not too bad, put some spit on it. You'll be okay. (laughs) Just walk it off. (laughs) Leg literally dangling. Walk it off. (laughs) It's fine. God, it's like whenever I broke my ankle wrestling, they were like, all right, keep going. I'm like, I can't. No, <laughs> it broke. I'm done. I, I literally heard the snap. Like, I audibly heard my ankle just go. I was yeah. like, no, no, I'm I'm going to lay here. And then whenever I finally got up, I had a softball on the side of my leg. So, like, that's probably broken. I'm like, <gasps> you guys are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's oh. funny. I got a comment from, because I have been having wrist problems for like forever, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was like 15, I started going and getting pretty much annual x-rays on my wrist because I would go back to the, my GP and just be like, my wrist hurts, my wrist hurts. And they'd be like, give it an x-ray. And then the x-ray would come back normal. And they would um, be like, oh, it's fine. And then one year I went back and they gave me an x-ray and my doctor looked at my chart and he goes, it's funny, you come back every single year at the same exact time, kind of, or in the same year, and and and, uh, and you get an x-ray for your wrist, and it's always fine. And I was like, yeah, that's really funny <laughs> how I wait approximately a year, and then you tell me it's fine, and then I give up about a year later and come back again because it's still hurting. Uh, but it's still fine. And yet here you are, <laughs> ten years later, in a cast. Because it was never fine. <laughs> Although, you've been waiting, like, what, two years to have this done now? Yeah, about, well, yeah, about a year and a half for since I signed on the dotted line. But mm-hmm. two years since they figured out what it was, because I then had to get referred to my doctor and then had about six months wait. And then I had a couple cortisone injections in, in there. and Yeah, because they thought it was nerve damage. 
Mm-hmm. And But the guy who then found out it wasn't nerve damage diagnosed me with ulnar impaction disorder, which then got me to my surgeon. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, hmm. Because I know it happened like sometime shortly after we started this thing that we're yeah. doing. But yeah. I wasn't 100% certain as to yeah, it was kind of all around that time because before then I dropped my GP and went to a walk-in mm-hmm. and at, it was at the walk-in that she was like, okay, I see your chart that you've gone for a million x-rays. Um, we're going to send you for more um, labs. And that's when they sent me f- to the nerve guy who then sent me for an MRI. So, yeah. It's like, hey, let's keep doing an x-ray and no other scans of any types to try to figure out what the fuck's going <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But the thing is, is like, if you were trained on wrist problems, you would have been able to tell from the x-ray. <laughs> but just, but as a GP, they don't have enough knowledge on the wrist. Yeah. Like, they're, they're a general practitioner. What they do is they get a general idea of the issue and then send you to a specialist. But I mean, but, here's the thing. Like, after you've been in there two, maybe three times, like, you would think you'd be like, you know, I've seen you a couple of times already. Maybe, just, just maybe you should, you should should go try Gary down the street and see see if he could figure it out. But I, I mean, from my experience with that GP, he took sports injuries very seriously, but because mine was an art injury, it wasn't taken seriously art injury. Yeah, because he was just like, you type and paint a lot and you use a mouse a lot. It's probably like RSI or something. Wear a brace for a couple of months. Uh, I'm like, no. No, actually, what you just did is destroyed my cartilage. Thank you. God, ignorance is bullshit. Yeah, because if you had caught it when I was 15, 16, 17, my cartilage wouldn't have a hole in it. I was going to say, you you would probably not be sitting here in a brace at this particular point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I would have had the surgery way back then as a preventative measure to stop there being pretty much any damage to my cartilage. Yeah. And instead now it's just a, well, there's nothing more we can do except for this. So good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Oh, that's <sighs> bullshit. Yeah. So... Arthritis in my future. Say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, best friends with health problems. Look at us with chronic pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jingles, the jingles. That have come out of this podcast. <laughs> the jingles of our lives. Oh. That could be our ringtone, honestly. Look at honestly, me with chronic pain. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Is this a doctor's appointment? Probably. How can I help you? Maybe for you. For me, no. No. It's it's just a go to the fucking doctor now. Yeah. Or just like, for, no. for you, it's a I'm gonna lie on the floor tonight. Pretty much. Yeah. Except now I regret lying on the floor. Mm. I wake up and it takes me like 15 minutes to get out of the floor because I'm just like, I'm getting up and everything is like Yeah. This is oh, it's so bad. It's you so gotta bad. go. You gotta go uh, get some Chinese medicine. Go to a Chinese medicine doctor. Get some acupuncture, some cupping, some herbal remedies and shit. 
no, we're just no. we're gonna go to it. We're gonna go to an onsen next year, and that will yeah. give me all of the healing <laughs> properties that I need. Nah, you yeah. gotta do you gotta do all of the all of the shit. Get massage therapy. When we go to Japan, we'll book a spa. I'm down. Don't tempt yeah. me with a good time. Yeah, we'll it, go. In fact, I think the private onsen that I sent you is actually part of a spa. Sick. So that's a that's a thing. Yeah, we'll go find some old lady and say, "Hey, we both have chronic pain. Heal us." Yeah, like dig into the things that haven't been dug into before, <laughs> and then this tiny lady is gonna have the strongest fucking hands that have ever gotten yeah. a hold of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave sore, but so much better than how it was whenever I walked in. Uh, beat the shit out of me and then let me go sit in an onsen. It'll be fine. Perfect. Yeah. Perfectly be, acceptable. Yeah. Make us hike up a really tall hill with lots of stairs just for a bath. We'll do it. I, I'll 100% do it. Don't <laughs> don't tempt me with a poor good time. <laughs> oh... Uh, we have socials, BNB anime, literally everywhere. YouTube that I promise I'll start back up on soon. I'm, I'm slowly getting the itch back to do creative things. I've changed the thumbnails. So that creativity is there. So it's, it's coming. Um, D and D content coming very soon as mm. well. Um, about to start scheduling, literally just waiting on people to get back to us because i don't want to continue with three mm -hmm. so i want to at least find one maybe two so i'm waiting on to hear backsies to see mm -hmm. if we have two more people but dnd stuff coming very soon uh be sure to keep an eye on the instagram because your boy is going to see baby metal in less than two weeks such excited. So, I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to sit in the back and people watch and a bunch of white people jumping around and beating the shit out of each other to a bunch of tiny Japanese women singing heavy metal. <laughs> great. Sounds great. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, but yeah, uh, next week, rom-com bullshit. Until then, I love you. Bye. Bye.